Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Did you know that the most equal thing on earth is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? It is where there is no partiality and there is no prejudice because we are all sinners, every last one of us. Now, we all need a Savior, and everybody, I repeat, everybody gets saved the same way. I mean by that, uh, the location may be different, the time of day may be different, the circumstances may be different, but the matter of salvation is consistent. There is only one way of salvation, and that is through simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we return today to Acts chapter number 15, and there's an argument. Can you imagine there'd ever be an argument in a church? Somebody said that some churches are more like goat pens than sheepfolds because everybody's always butting heads all the time. It shouldn't be that way, but occasionally, uh, good people disagree. Occasionally, this is going to shock you, God's people disagree. And when that happens, it's very important what we do. Uh, spiritual people know what to do. They return to the Word of God, and they return to the authority of the local church. And so that's exactly what happens here. There's a, a little dispute, a little issue over all these new Gentile converts and do they need to be circumcised. And so what do Paul and Barnabas do? They go back to Jerusalem. And the Bible says in verse number 5, But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Friend, there are always Pharisees. Somebody said, I thought the Pharisees, that was in Jesus' day. Well, Paul had his Pharisees to deal with too, and we have ours. In fact, the, the dirty truth is there's a little bit of Pharisee in every one of us because we all are hypocrites, we all are sinners, and we have to deal with our own hypocrisy and our own ignorance. And so that's what they are doing in Acts 15. Verse 6 says, And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Now let's stop just a minute because this is very important. Remember, Paul and Barnabas are the ones called into question, but Peter speaks up. I love this because Peter and Paul are preaching the same gospel. Friend, we're in this together. We're not competitors. Uh, we're co-laborers. This is, is not Peter's work or Paul's work. It is Christ's work. And Peter hearkens all the way back to God's choice. I love that phrase. He said, God made choice among us. He said, I didn't choose this. You didn't choose this. This is not our choice to make. See, when issues arise and arguments come, the question is not what do I want or what do you want. The question is what does God want? Look, we don't always have to agree with one another, but we all have to agree with Jesus. So what does Jesus say? Let's find God's word on the matter. Such wisdom here. And he refers to the day when the Gentiles began to believe. You remember, Peter went to the house of Cornelius, and Cornelius and his whole household were saved. That's when the door of faith was opened to the Gentiles. He continues, verse 8, And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. 
and put, I love this phrase, no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Oh, you should mark Acts 15, 9 in your Bible. No difference. Are we different people? Sure. Are there differences geographically and culturally and language? And yes, 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 yes. But friend, there's no difference in our sinful hearts. There's no difference in the way of salvation. There are not many different gospels. There is one true gospel, and that's the message of Jesus Christ. And there are not many ways of salvation. There's not your way and my way. There's not a Baptist way to heaven and a Catholic way to heaven and a Pentecostal way to heaven. No, friend. There's no difference. Everyone gets saved the same way. He says in verse 10, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? I love verse 11, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Isn't it amazing how quickly the tone changed uh, when God got the attention? It wasn't Peter commanded attention. No, no. Verse 7, God made choice. Verse 8, God knows. Uh, Verse 10, why tempt God? Uh, Verse 11, God's the one who does the saving. And everybody gets saved the same way. I had you mark in verse 9 that he put no difference between us and them. You may want to also mark in verse number 11, we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. I repeat, everybody gets saved the same way. And we have to affirm again and again the simplicity and the clarity of the gospel. In an age when it's very easy for it to get polluted, people want to take something away from it. People want to add something to it. Friends, you can't add anything to a perfect salvation, and you better not take anything away from the Word of God. So how does everybody get saved? Well, it's really simple. Here it is in verse number seven. First of all, they hear the Word of the gospel. I'm thinking now of what Paul would later write to the church at Rome when he said, how shall they hear without a preacher? How can they believe unless they hear? So the first step is everybody's got to hear the gospel. Uh, If we want everybody to be saved, and we say we do, then our mission should be to get the gospel, the word of the gospel, to every creature. So, first of all, everybody has to hear the truth. Secondly, they believe. The Bible says they hear the word of the gospel and believe. So you have God's revelation and our responsibility to get it to them, and then their response. Their response is they believe. And everybody's not going to believe, but some will. But there must be faith. There must be personal faith. There must be sincere faith. There must be an acceptance of the truth if people are going to be born again. So everybody gets saved the same way. Everybody hears the truth. Everybody believes. Then, verse number 8, everybody is given the Holy Ghost. Now, that's very important. Every believer was given the Holy Spirit. Now, this is important. People say, do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes, I got him on the day I got saved. Paul would write, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You are not a child of God if the Holy Spirit doesn't live inside of you. And when does the Holy Spirit come? The Holy Spirit comes to live inside the heart of the believer the moment you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives evidence of the reality of the salvation. He's the inner witness or testimony of the Christ that you've believed on. 
everybody gets saved the same way. So what must we do? We must get the word to every creature because everybody needs to hear it. Then we must call on those people to believe the gospel, to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not just to give mental assent to a bunch of facts or sign a card or agree to a creed. No, no. It is to put their personal, individual faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel. And then we can believe that when those people believe, they will be given the Holy Spirit even as we are. So if a person's been saved for 50 years or if they got saved five minutes ago, that's not the issue because every believer has the Holy Spirit of God living inside of them. This is the beautiful oneness we have in Christ. This is the beautiful simplicity of the gospel that everybody gets saved the same way. Let's do two things today. First, let's rejoice that God saved us. Can we say amen to that? And then let's get that same message to as many people as we possibly can because everybody needs to know Jesus Christ. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.